Learn how to build your faith on God's word and live a life of 100% victory, 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's word to work for you. God, come on, shout with me. I'm blessed and not stressed. Say it again. I'm blessed and not stressed. Say the last time with confidence, I am blessed and not stressed. Come on, give the Lord a big shout and a praise this morning. Woo, glory to God. Please take your seat. Hallelujah. I am blessed and not stressed. Hallelujah. How many people are ready for the word feast starting tomorrow? Amen. Please don't miss the word feast. All right? It's a major part of what we're doing this month and what we're doing even for this series. is going to help you. You don't want to miss the love feast. And the ministers coming are people I, I highly, you know, believe in and trust in the delivery they are going to bring to you. You don't want to miss that. Glory to God. All right. We've been talking about blessed, not stressed. Um, you know, it's an amazing thing. The moment you catch it, many Christians still think that miracles are God's best. Miracles are not God's best for you. In fact, miracles were not even designed for the believer. That's why they are called signs and wonders. Signs are pointing to the original thing existing. Signs are giving direction to something. Somebody get what I'm saying? The signboard of, of Mr. Biggs is not Mr. Biggs. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. The signboard of Mr. Biggs is just telling you that there is a what? Mr. Biggs. And in some signboard of Mr. Biggs, they put picture of a burger. Am I correct? That burger is not the one you're supposed to eat. You're supposed to go to the Mr. Biggs to eat your own. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's why it's called signs and wonders. It's just a sign that God exists. But many Christians are are going to hug sign. Imagine, imagine somebody hungry is hugging Mr. Biggs. It's the signboard. So what I do here is I, I, I'm looking for Mr. Biggs. So you're holding the signboard. That's how you look as a Christian when you are chasing miracles. It's not for you. It's a sign for people that don't yet see God's goodness and to, to, to be attracted to it. Not for you. Is somebody getting what I'm saying, sir? So, a, a lot of what I'm seeing going on around our country, and that is why Christians here are not very developed, because we are all still chasing signs and wonders. And like I said last week, believers don't chase signs and wonders. We don't follow signs and wonders. Signs and wonders follow us. We don't follow us. It says, these signs, Mark 16, it said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Somebody getting this. They didn't say them that believe shall follow these signs. They said this sign shall do what? Follow them. So if you're a Christian, and, and, and look at it here. Look at it. Here. Say, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Say, in my name you will cast out devils. You will speak with new tongues. Go ahead. He said, you, 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 shall lay, you shall take up serpents, and if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm you. He said, you shall lay hands on the sick. You are not the sick. Oh, my God. You are not the sick. Say, you. Unfortunately, you are going for begging for miracle every day. You see, which day are you going to be a blessing if you are chasing the blessing? You are supposed to be, you are already blessed. You are meant to be a blessing. But I see, I see many believers 
you know, every day, the same prayer, oh God, bless me. Oh, it's just different style, but it's the same thing. Oh God, do something. Oh God, do it again. You are the doer. The same thing. After a while, you will get bored. I will show you why miracles are not God's best. I will show you now. I have about 12 points. I'll run through them as fast as I can because of time. Are you getting what I'm saying, somebody? It's not God's best for you. It's for unbelievers and maybe children, people that got born again last week, last month, just to help. Science and wonders of people that got born again last week, last month, just to encourage them because they came with so many problems. Just to quickly help them get settled in. But if you're a born-again Christian, and every day, your prayer point is do something. If you are, you are already off-key, just know you are not, God is, is, is not impressed. Imagine your child. Imagine your child every day. Every day he's begging for something. You picture it. Picture how embarrassing. And you're a multi-billionaire, not that you're a poor person. You're a multi-billionaire, but your child every day is, 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 is cajoling you. He's trying to force you. It's, it's, it's convincing you. Which wicked father are you people serving? I don't know. The father, me, even my natural father, is nicer than that. Praise God. By the way, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the house. Praise God. Can we stand? All the mothers, please stand. Let's appreciate you. All the mothers. Some men are standing. What do you mean? I say mothers. Are you a mother? This boy. All the mothers. Stand. Let's appreciate them. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Yes. If you're an expectant mother, I hope you are standing too. You're a mother. If you're an expectant mother, stand too. Of course. Of course. Hallelujah. We love you. We love you. We love you. God bless you for the work you're doing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. And for expectant mothers, don't forget there's Hannah's Heart Conference today. You don't want to miss it. Hallelujah. We're going to be ministering to ladies that are waiting on the Lord for food of womb and you're trusting God to deliver. Or you've been having troubled um, um, deliveries or pregnancies or miscarriages. You don't want to miss the meeting. All right? There's a physical and there's a virtual. So anyone you registered for, please attend. It's going to be awesome. All right? You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Praise God. All right. So, you know, Nigerian Christians are really embarrassing God. It's funny, but it's the truth. Because I can't picture my children begging me every day. As in, that's the, that's the relationship. Every day. Father! Every day. I can understand once in a month miracle prayer. Yeah, all of us need miracles once in a while. But this is your MO. This is your daily prayer. That's not what prayer is. I will show you why miracles are not God's best for you. Remember, when God made man, the first thing he did was to bless man. And every time God wants people to start to grow, he shows them more his ways than his acts. DJ, can you find that scripture for me that said, God showed Moses his ways and the children of Israel his acts. When God begins to call you to greater things, he no longer just shows you his acts. He shows you his ways. There is a difference and there is a reason. Because his ways produces his acts. Oh, somebody understand that. I will give you, I have 12, and I will run through them as fast as I can. But I needed to catch it. So our Nigerian Christianity is very, very interesting and funny. That's why we are not making, that's why we can't impact the economy, we can't impact government, because the people are busy begging for what politicians are just signing to collect. 
we are lining up to beg our father. It's a, it's, it's a misappropriation of the power of our father. We should be asking him for power and strength to change things. Are you getting what I'm saying, somebody? But we are begging him for bread. We are begging him for bread. Oh, God have mercy on Nigerian Christians. But you, you, those of you that do those begging prayer daily, you will soon get tired. Don't just hold on. You are new. When you do it for one year, you understand that there has to be more to life. Somebody sent me a mail some days ago. Say he had joined me in the prayer. After one week, she gets bored. I say, of course you will get bored. It's not for you. Who goes somewhere every day and says, give me, give me every day? You will get tired. It's not a, it's not. Our relationship with God is a walk with God. It's an adventure. It's an adventure. I will show you. I don't want to, I'm, I'm, um, look at this. He said, he made known what? His ways unto Moses and his what? So children of Israel. Children of Israel, did they finally make it? Because they never grew. They never grew. All they knew about God was his acts. But Moses knew what? His ways. Quickly, 12 points. And I have just 20 minutes to rush them. So I have to do one, one minute or one, one minute, 10 seconds. Number one, for, I'm doing the difference between miracles and the blessings. That's what I understand. And you need the whole series of this preaching. Plus, yesterday, last week's on, next week's on, and last one. You need it. Because next week, I'm going to tell you why you can never be poor. Are you here, somebody? Listen, I can never be poor. I can never be poor. It has nothing to do with my bank account. It has nothing to do with Nigeria's economy. I can never be poor. And the day you understand it, your attitude will change forever. So how Nigeria started doing panic buying of wealth. I said, so if you, when this one, you, you queue finish, what will happen? You are rushing the wrong place. Okay, you want to buy this one, this cheap price, so that they have, if they, have, they are going to increase it, they are going to increase it. You will still need next week. You see, it's, it's a poverty thinking. I would rather think about how it will be sustained forever. But I just, you know, start poverty thinking. Come and say, I can never be poor. I'll show you that next week. You don't want to miss any of this series. Buy this. Listen to them again. Once is not enough to catch what I'm saying. Number one, 12 differences. For a miracle, you need a crisis. For the blessing, you avoid crisis. What makes miracles powerful is that you are already in a problem. You see why it's not God's best for you? What makes you need a miracle is that you are in a problem. Your rent is due. And you don't have the money. Oh, God! You start shouting. That's why. For a miracle to be relevant, a crisis must be present. That can never be God's best for you. That can never be God's best for you. God's best is that you are blessed, and that way you live a crisis-free life. Crisis-free. That's why... For a miracle is healing you need, for the blessing is health you have. Ay, 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 For you to need healing, it means you must be sick. But when you walk in the blessing, you have what is, say, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. He said, if your thinking goes ahead and is correct, you will never need a healing because you'll be in health. 
and there's divine health available for every believer. So for a miracle to be relevant, you need a crisis. Rent is due, I can't pay. Lost my job, no money. Married, no children. Single, no husband or wife. You need a crisis to need a miracle. That's not God's design. He wants you to walk in the blessing where the blessing already provides before the need arises. Mm. I'm trusting God that after this series, you will, you will stop chasing miracles and say, Lord, I want to walk in the understanding of the blessing. It's better. Trust me, it's better. It's more dignifying. It's what God wants for his children. No wicked father in this world wants his children to live by rescue. No, 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 father. Number two. In a miracle, you can't reproduce it at will. But in a blessing, you can walk in it continuously. In a miracle, you can't reproduce it at will. That means you can't decide for it to happen today. It's not up to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? In a miracle, you can't reproduce it. You cannot reproduce it. But when you are walking in understanding, you reproduce it at will. It's available all the time. You can reproduce it at will. That's why the fatality comes to number three. Number three, in a miracle, it can't work for everyone. But when it's the blessing, it's for all believers. A miracle never works for everyone. That's why, in, that's why if you see in a crusade, and those are the places where miracles are very pronounced. Because it's, it's, we are talking about salvation. We are drawing men to God. So in a crusade, there can be 10,000 people, maybe 500 gets healed. What does that mean? 9,500 are there to support. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. That's not what God is. God wants everyone to enjoy the blessing. A miracle is never for everyone. Never for everyone. But the blessing covers everybody. Everybody can walk in it. Do you know while Jesus was here, he didn't heal every sick person on the earth. There were people that died. They, maybe they didn't meet him. Maybe they didn't believe. So it doesn't cover everybody. No miracle covers everybody. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. It's good. Don't get me wrong. Miracles are great. But they are not for you. They are not the, a believer's desire. A believer's quest. A believer's walk with God should not be based on miracles. He can't be, he can't be in a prayer every day for miracles. That's the, you grow, grow. There are things God wants you to do. can't be begging him every day. Come again, oh God. You can't, it can't work for everyone. That's why there are many frustrated people on those uh, uh, prayer lines. Very frustrated. Because after they do it for one year, it's good now. Do it for one year and the miracle you are waiting for. Because you refuse to have sense. God has tried to teach you his ways out of this problem. But you don't want to learn his ways. You say, God, you just do it. When you stay for one year, two years, and poverty now starts slapping you, hot slap. You now start blaming pastors, blaming churches. The people that fight churches the most, especially online, are, are old Christians. They are ex Christians, frustrated ones that the thing didn't work for. And they say, Why is a pastor flying jet? What, what, I, when did he beg you to contribute to the jet? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. He's peppering your body, that's why. They are frustrated Christians. Go and check it. 
heavily frustrated Christians because they thought God will do it. <laughs> Trust me, nobody can beg forever. After a while, you'll get tired. Number what? Number four, is not, a miracle is never under your control. It's as the Spirit wills. You see that in Corinthians, when they're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, they say these gifts are as the Spirit wills. It's never under your control. That's why, you see, one of the ways you know a false prophet and a real prophet is that a false, a false prophet is the one that will always have a prophecy for you. He's the one now controlling it. A real prophet doesn't know whether, he's just minding his business. Are you here, somebody? He's not giving you assurance that come and we have see something for you. As who? So you have come and I never see you go in walk up. You never see you go in and let you know they see anything. Of course not. It's as the spirit wills. I wish DJ could find other scriptures. I mean, Corinthians. The gifts of the spirit are as the spirit wills. Walking of miracles is one of the gifts of the spirit. It's only as the The Holy Ghost is the time is when it's going to happen. Like the guy, how many of you know the guy that was by the pool of Bethesda that said that he was there for 38 or so years? You see, that's what happens in the miracle prayer line. So who stayed there very long? You see, next week will my turn. Next week, my turn. Next month, my turn. Next year, my turn. That's how the guy got to 38 years. Eh, eh, eh. Look at it. Okay, look, let's just run. Say, but all this work it. They're talking about the fruit of the gifts of all this work it, one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wheels. Okay, there was something else I was looking for. This is also close to it. Basically saying the gifts work only as the spirit wills. So that guy by the pool of Bethesda was there 38 years. I don't know if I'm in pool here, even 38 years old. But that man was by the pool. He was paralyzed. But he was saying, the next day will be my turn. Because the same time the angel enters water and stays it up, whoever enters the water first gets healed. How many of you know the story? Remember the story, Abby? I'm trying not to read it because of time. So he was by the pool. So he would say, the next day is my turn. The next week he will hear a major testimony. Somebody entered. Two legs bent. He entered the water and was healed. He would say, next month is my turn. Next two months is my turn. Next year is my turn. That's how he stayed 38 years. That's what happens on those miracle lines. If you don't want to grow, it's as the spirit wills. You don't determine that it's going to happen for you. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. It's not up to you. It's as the spirit wills. And do you know what? After that 38 years, Jesus himself, the blessing, came to him. He still didn't see it. He said, I have no man to push me into this miracle line to get hit. Just because I'm the one that even sent the angel. Mm. I'll get to that point later. Because one of the things that miracle does is that it draws attention to the man praying for the miracle instead of the God. The God is the storehouse. That God is calling you. The, 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 the miracle is a sign that there's a store. But you are chasing the one holding, uh, the, sharing the, the thing. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You are chasing the waiter. When there is a store, they want you to come into the store. In the store, eh, you can choose anything. The waiter is only carrying a mala. You know, waiters, they, they say, what do you want? They carry rice. They, they, what they, and that, that one they have in their hand, it will what? Finish. When they serve one table, they might, how many of you have been in the wedding where the waiter brought the food, but... There are eight people on the table. The tray could only carry two or three plates of food. Have you seen that before? Then what would they do? They would serve those two or three plates and the man might not come back. Has it happened to you before? That's what happens in a miracle. 
The person carrying it can't carry everybody's own. He's coming on a tray. What you need to do is that find out where they are, the kitchen is. It's better to go to the kitchen. You can even now order what was not even on the tray. You don't chase miracles. You're cheating yourself. You don't know. You're changing yourself. There's more. There's more from where that came from. You go to the storehouse. Not chase the waiter with the tray. Number what am I in? Five. A miracle is not a sustainable way of life. You can't jump from miracle to miracle. It's not a sustainable way of life. What do I mean? Okay, your rent is due this year. Great. Is that how? And you pray. Oh God, show me favor. And by a miracle, one uncle you have not seen in a long time came from abroad. He now met you on the way. He now said, I've not seen you in a while. Ah, I need to find you something. He now gave you $500. And that now paid your rent for this year. Do you see the challenge? If you don't learn anything in between that time, next year again, you are waiting for another miracle. It's not sustainable. It's not the sustainable means. If you notice all the miracles that God did in Scripture, he didn't co- imagine those guys that they fed with five or two fish. Imagine from that time, nobody begins to bake again. Every day, they just come to Jesus. Say, this is five loaves. All- see people waiting here. Do it again, Lord. Or they say no need for boat again. Since Peter and Jesus walk on water, we don't need boat again. Every time you want to cross Todd Mainland, you just go and stand on water. It's not sustainable. Those are one-off events. They are not the way of life. And Christians go under and remain poor and remain broke and remain sick because they're trying to live every day by what happens once in a while. It's once in a while. It's not up to you. It's once in a while. The way God wants you to live is by normal process of prosperity. Where you walk, you sow, you reap, you increase, you walk, you sow. Not financial miracle. God just bless me. Somebody just <laughs> I've seen many Christians enter trouble. God gave them a big breakthrough. Boah! They made one big contract. Boah! 10 million. And they think that these contracts will be coming regularly. I've seen it. I'm a pastor for something years. Instead of them to now invest this one, set up a proper business chain, proper business model. They say, no, I have no need. Pastor, the God that did it. <laughs> I say, I've been old on this job. I know how it works. One breakthrough, God doesn't expect you to need another breakthrough. If you have sense. He expects that with this one breakthrough, start to learn investment. Start to learn business. Start to learn management. You have to give you, you made 10 million. And the first thing you buy is two cars. Hey. It's not a sustainable Way of life. It's not a sustainable way of life. You are going to now learn the ways of God. How to invest, how to save, how to manage, how to multiply this money. What kind of business should I do? Not that, oh, you know, it just came from nowhere and now we come. I've been in this game long ago. Some of those people, they never get another big windfall. Never. Till they die. Never. That was not a sustainable style. Are you here, somebody? Number what? Number six. A miracle is never an abundant supply. It's never an abundant supply. What does this mean? When it's a miracle, if you notice, it never solves all problems. So, 
example, a good example is manna. Children of Israel were in the wilderness and they wanted to eat. And God said, you know what? I'm going to provide what? Manna. For manna, they didn't have to do anything. Bread, it was like flakes, began to come from everywhere. But guess what? God told them that that manna, it will, you only take the one you need for a day. You can't take abundance. Miracles are never abundant in supply. It's the blessing that makes rich. That word rich there means full supply. The blessing wants to supply abundance. Miracles never supply abundance. So, he was giving them manna. But guess what? As he was giving them manna, he kept talking to them about the promised land where they would eat a land flowing with milk and honey. What that means is that the land flowing with abundance. And he told them, go and spy the land. When they went to spy the land, how many remember the story? He said they, they brought grapes that they carried on their shoulder. Can you picture how big that grape was that they have to carry on their shoulder? Not this one we're eating in Nigeria. They carry grape and they have to carry it on their shoulder. That's how abundant it was. But they loved manna. It's never abundant. It's in very limited supply. It's never abundant. It will only end in that minute. It will end in that time. That miracle will end in just that season. It doesn't transcend seasons. You see, it's not a miracle you live for generation after generation. It's a blessing you live. A blessing cannot live your generation. You can't live a miracle. A miracle is just for the season. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. The miracle God did in your own time is not what to sustain your own children. But the blessing upon your life can still work in their lives. If God uses you to set up a big business, it can survive when they are grown. But if it's just the miracle, God, the breakthrough God gave you, you want to depend on, you will finish it in your lifetime. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. It's never in abundant supply. It's not designed for abundance. Hmm. Next one. Number seven, I think. A miracle pushes responsibility. It pushes responsibility while the blessing requires responsibility. In a miracle, that's why you see more people in the miracle prayer than in a teaching service. Because teaching is putting responsibility on you. Miracle prayer is shouting at God, putting all the responsibility on him. You think your only contribution is shouting? If I shout loud enough, my deaf God will hear. If I shout loud enough, I will convince my wicked father to have mercy on me. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame. Yesterday, I went out with my children, sir. I went out with them. In the morning, went to do something. And by the time of us were coming back, I just shouted in the car, who, is, who wants to do KFC? They didn't ask me. But I know that they like all those kind of things. I said, who wants to do KFC? They said, hey. I said, who wants to do Domino's? I said, some other people, I said, which one should we do? Their mom said, why can't we do both? They said, hey. That's me, Nigerian father. How much more your heavenly father? Heavenly father. And you are insulting him by shouting at him every day. Shouting at him every day. You are convincing him that you know you are suffering. He needs to remember you. What a shame. And we did both. Because some people like pizza. 
Some people wanted burger. I said, what's stopping us from both? We can do both. So we did both. Hallelujah. I'm a good, good father. <laughs> Glory to God. If I can do that for those small children, how much more you have a father? My love level is nowhere near. And my financial capacity is nowhere near. But you, you are begging a deaf God and a wicked God. I don't know which God Nigerian Christians are worshipping. It's not the God of the Bible. Mm, it's not that one. This one you're worshipping needs to be shouted on. Needs to be threatened. This one is almost like the God of Baal. Where if you don't cut your hand, it won't hurt here. It's not the God of heaven. So, miracles push responsibility on God. Say, God, do it. God, do it. God, do it. You do it. God, do it. Do it. But the blessing puts responsibility on you. You start to study the word and know what God says is your portion. See, so that we can know the things that were freely given to us. There are things that we give, but you need to go and know it. Ah, Christians don't like that one. Check it. There are always more people on a prayer line than they are on a teaching line. Because the prayer line is putting all responsibility on God. God, do it. They are sending their errand boy. God, do it. Move. Go. We send you. You are my boy. Move. Because <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. You grow. You grow. Because there are many things that are already freely given to you. They are freely given to you. You need to go and know. You see, now we have, re- now we have received this, not the spirit of this world, but the spirit of God, that we might know the things that are what? You see, people don't want to know this one. Because this one needs you to study the Bible. Nobody wants that one. They want to put all responsibility on God. God, do it. God, do it. God, do it. By now, you should know he's not doing it. It's you that will do it. Number what? Miracles only cover one area of your life. The blessing covers all. Miracles never cover all areas of your life. If in the financial miracle, it only covers financially. It doesn't give you husband or wife. But when you are working in the blessing, you are able to activate the whole thing in all areas. Because it's coming by understanding. When it's a miracle, it's just one area. If you need rent, and God miraculously helps you with your rent, great. But that doesn't mean you have a car. That doesn't mean your business is working. That doesn't mean you have a child if you are, if you are struggling with believing God for children. I get what I'm saying. Miracles only takes care of one area, the area you need. It never takes care of all. It is understanding and working the blessing that covers all areas of life. Number what? Number nine. I've mentioned that before. The miracle draws attention to the man of God while the blessing draws attention to God. When you live that miracle begging lifestyle, whenever something happens, the first thing that comes to your mind is to call the man. (laughs) <laughs> the same mouth you're using to call this man of God, you can call God directly. And you don't even need data or network. The man you're calling, he needs to rest. He can't pick phone every time. He's busy. Sometimes, self, he's not even in the spirit. Some people don't know that. It's okay. Continue. Continue. <laughs> Be deceiving yourself there. No human being is God. They are all servants of God. It is this over-dependence of men of God that makes some people's faith shake when a man falls. Sir, if a man of God can die by accident, nobody is safe. 
So you were building your faith on that man from beginning. Listen, he's a man, oh, relax. Don't put us under pressure as pastors. We too, we make mistakes. So just relax, okay? Look at the one that never fails. It's God, never fails. Mm. Your faith must be built on God. Me, I can make mistake. Just know now, not that you come and say you heard something and now shouting. Go and rest. So I'm shocked. Even me, I'm shocked that I made that mistake. So go and rest. It's not your own, I'm thinking now. Have other things in my mind. Go and rest. We are all following Jesus. I guess what I'm because I'm shocked. Me too, I'm shocked. So what are we going to do now? He shocked us. Eh? What did we go do? It's over dependence on the man of God. He's just a servant of God. The waiter is not the one that determines how sweet the food is. He's just serving the food. Hallelujah. Just serving the food. So the miracle lifestyle makes you depend so much. So anytime something goes wrong, what your first thought is to call the man. Instead of to call scripture. Instead of to call God. You're thinking of calling the man. Are you here, somebody? The miracle lifestyle draws attention to the man of God. Instead of to God. Now, there's a place of honoring your servant of God. I'll probably get there if I have time in the course of the month. But it, 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 when you have that miracle mindset, there's a problem. Number what? Ten. The miracle lifestyle doesn't help people grow personally. Most of the miracle junkies, they never grow spiritually. But walking the blessing helps you to grow as a believer. When you see all those uh, miracle prayers... You will see people, every kind of person is there. People that have no connection with God for, for anything. If you go onto their pages, you will see there's no link to heaven. Everything there is satanic or demonic or sexual or dirty. But when it's time for miracle prayer, they are Christians for one hour. They never grow spiritually. They never grow. They, they just want to identify with the prayer. You see, but growing is it's not about one prayer. It's about continuous growth. So check those people, they never grow. Never grow. Never grow. They never grow to know God. Never grow to understand God's agenda. God's agenda on the earth is not to give you a miracle. That's not what God is trying to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, in a wedding, in a wedding, the agenda is not to give you food. I hope you know. The whole reason why we had, had this wedding is not to serve you food. There's a bigger what, thing we're doing. is the joining of two people. The joining of Christ and his bride is the main thing. The food we are serving during the wedding is just entertainment. But for many Christians, that food, that miracle, they think that's the reason this whole event is so they think the reason why God set up this church is to bless you. That's what you think. You're already blessed. You're already blessed. I guess what I'm saying. You're already blessed. He didn't set up the service to bless you, he set up the service to build you. There's a difference. Because when you are built, you will know what has been freely given. So you won't be begging him for what is your own. God didn't set up this whole arrangement just to give you, settle you. This, this is the mindset that miracle mindset gives people. I see, I've seen chronic sinners on the miracle line shouting amen. In fact, they say they can't wait for the next tomorrow prayer. They are not, no change in their life. No change in their life. They are still as drunkard as they are. Still as smokers as they are. Still as fornicators as they are. No change in character. But yet, they are a miracle. Do it. Miracle lifestyle doesn't help people grow. All sinners in the world want to join miracle prayer. But they don't want to give their life to Jesus. 
and be yielded to him. Not knowing that until you get yielded, you can't drive Satan. The Bible says, submit yourself to God, then rebuke the devil or resist it. You must first submit your life to God. Number what? Eleven. I have to round up now. A miracle prayer, it builds a passion for things and not a passion for God. When you are stuck on the miracle prayer, your attachment becomes on things. Every day you are excited to hear that somebody got a miracle because you now love things more than God. You have a strong passion for people's cars, people's house, people's testimony, instead of for the God that gave the testimony. Develop a passion for things instead of a passion for God. Don't claim the car. Claim the love for God. Claim the passion for God. Claim the sacrificial lifestyle for God. The miracle lifestyle develops a passion for material things. And sadly, many unbelievers don't even need the miracle to get those things. They just go and walk. But yet, Christians will line up on a prayer line to beg for the things that unbelievers that don't know God can just go and do a business and get. What a shame. What a shame. By now. You see, which Christians will God use to, to start opening TV channels? They're already attacking our children with the cartoons they're doing now. They're already pushing homosexuality, pushing madness. But we were prayer on prayer line. God, help, give me. God, they say, I need you to be a blessing. Do you know what God told Abraham? He said, through you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. You see, God is looking for mature Christians that he can use to... See, you must pass the stage of God, give me a breakthrough to God, use me to bring breakthrough to mankind. But you see, a miracle-begging Christian can never even think like that. He's still trying to eat, looking for what he can get. So God can never use him. By now, we should have some of you running TV stations, running into politics, where the real change can be made. But no, you're on a prayer line every day. Oh God, have mercy. Which which day are you going to change the world? People that are going to change the world, they are not that lazy. They are thinking bigger. They are partnering with God. You see, they've passed the stage of begging God. They are now partnering with God to do great things. They are no more begging for handouts. Come on, say, I hear. I hear. And number 12, in closing. Ah. The miracle prayer or miracle lifestyle, it actually leads to spiritual prostitution. But when you are in the blessing, you are more stable. What is spiritual prostitution? Once you start the miracle lifestyle, <laughs> what you don't realize. See, no prostitute started from day one as a prostitute. Are you getting what I'm saying? Every prostitute started with one sexual encounter. Every. They now told her that that guy is not faithful. Look for another guy. Then another guy. Then another guy. Before you know it, they become, they don't even know that they become prostitutes. When you start chasing what's not missing, you will soon become a prostitute. Say, hey, they're praying there. Oh. You run there. You join. After you join for three months, nothing happened for you. They say, there's another place. Ah, this one is hotter than the first one. You will run there. <laughs> they say, ah, another one again. Oh. So you will see madness going on. Spiritual prostitution. From there, you will enter spiritualist. Those people that you don't know whether they are Christian or not Christian. There are many of them now because native churches don't want to stay in the shrine again. They've all rented suits now and rented hall. 
they, they know that that shrine thing, you know, they work like that again. All native doctors are outside now. You hardly see a native with a white chalk inside. Nobody's doing that. They've all opened Instagram page. They all have followers. They've all released music. They are out now. Nobody's doing that bush thing again. No? That bush arrangement. You know they work again. No? They are outside now. Did you see the video I put of, of, of one church that they were holding collars and rifle? In the name of prayer. This same Bible prayer. Those are spiritualists. That's not scripture. The weapons of our warfare are not physical. How do you carry cutlass to fight a spirit? How do you carry a rifle to fight a spirit? You see, those who are not following scripture, they are spiritualists. And there are many of them today. They even post to be Christians. They post to be pastors. So when you start the miracle lifestyle, anywhere they are seeing, they will see for you. You are waiting for a, a, a child, pregnancy for nine years. It didn't come. Your friend will say, yeah, there's one prophet. That's where spiritual prostitution starts. Before you know it, you would have gone to every prophet. Every, they've put you through everything. You have swallow chalk, swallow leaf, swallow feather. Spiritual prostitution. In closing, Isaiah 30, verse 15 to 17, the message translation. So stop running from pillar to post. You have the word of God in your hand. You are already blessed. God is already with you. Stop jumping about. Stop begging God. The same thing every day, just different language. Begging God. The same thing every day, just different language. God, do it. You, you will get tired. Don't worry. Just give it some time. After a while, you will get tired. And this is why many Christians backslide and not grow. Because they don't really have a real walk with God. A real walk with God is an adventure. God is talking to you. You are talking to him. You are not shouting at him. He's not your errand boy. You are sending your errand to do all. You have your, your wish list. God, these are the ten things you must do this year. You. Listen to you. These ten things you will do it. God said, now you go do them. Because I've already given you enough. In the, I've freely given you these things. Go and learn how to receive them. Learn how to walk them. Learn my purpose for even giving you. God is not giving you the car so that you have a car. God is not giving you money so that you have money. But you see, these miracle guys can't know all these things because their life is all me, 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 me. Do you know anything that is selfish is not of God? Anything. God hates anything that is selfish. One of the reasons why God hates masturbation is because it's you pleasing you. It's totally against the original design of sex where two people that are married please each other. If it's selfish, it makes it bad. That means same thing can be good if it's benefiting other people. The moment it's just only you, it becomes bad. It becomes cost. Are you here, somebody? So the ask is just stone to bread for yourself. You say no need. But when you there to multiply bread for people, it was okay. Hmm. Come on, say with me, I'm not a prayer beggar. It says, God, the master, the holy of Israel, has this solemn counsel or advice. Your salvation requires you to turn back to me and stop what? Your silly efforts to save yourself. Silly, because it's silly efforts. Your strength will come from what? Settling down in complete dependence on me. 
the very thing you've been unwilling to. Instead, you want to cajole me. He says, by fire and by force. Mm-mm. God said, by sense and by the covenant. It's not by force. Are you here, somebody? It makes entire this is entitled Christians. Entitled Christians. If you don't bless me by June 5th, you will see my true color. Entitled. God doesn't owe you anything. Out of his mercy, he decides to just save you. You could have gone to hell. He just had mercy on you and saved you. You are now threatening him. You never even come finish. You don't threaten him. The very thing you are unwilling to do. Next verse. He says, you've said nothing doing. I want my own. Okay, you've said nothing doing. We'll rush off on horseback. You'll rush off, all right, just not far enough. You've said we'll ride off on fast horses. Say, do you think your pursuers ride old nags? Next verse. He said, think again. A thousand of you will scatter before one attacker. Before a mere five, you'll you'll all run off. There will be nothing left of you. A flagpole on a hill with no flag. A signpost on the roadside with the sign turn off. Hallelujah. Come on, say, that's not my portion. Say, I will settle down with God. Say, I'm not a prayer beggar. Instead, I'm a blessing distributor. Hallelujah. Come on, say, I get it now. Give the Lord a big praise, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are blessed and not stressed. Come on, say with me, I am blessed. In every area of life, I am blessed. My going out is blessed. My coming in is blessed. I'll be blessed in the storehouse, and I'll be blessed in the field. I'll be blessed in the fruit of my body. I'll be blessed in every area of life. I'll be blessed in my health. I'll be blessed in my finances. In fact, I am blessed in my finances. I am blessed in my health. I am blessed in my place of work. I am blessed in this country. In the mighty name of Jesus. Give the Lord a big hand, everybody. Celebrate God. Celebrate God. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.